The NBA season kicks off October 22nd. The NFL season just kicked off this past Sunday. And AB might be in serious trouble. Let's go. I really wasn't going to get into the NFL. If you've listened to the Cypher, you know my stance last season and this season. And that will continue until there's a resolution with Cap. Be it he retire or they actually give him an opportunity, a workout at least, to try and prove himself. But this this is kind of breaking news and this is important. As first reported by the New York Times, Antonio Brown's former trainer, Brittany Taylor, claimed that over several different instances between 2017 and 2018, Antonio Brown committed heinous acts that have inflicted severe and dramatic damage on Ms. Taylor. This is from the lawsuit. In June 2017, Brown sexually assaulted Ms. Taylor twice while they were together for training sessions. On May 20th of 2018, Ms. Taylor said Antonio Brown forced her down on the bed and sexually assaulted her. With situations like this, we've got to let the investigation play out. And whatever evidence or witnesses come to light that will bear truth on what actually happened between the two individuals, then until then, all you can do is wait and decipher the information you receive as it comes out. But I'm not going to be quick to judge on guilt or innocent or cast the blame one way or another. This is he say, she say. What I will say is, at a minimum, Antonio Brown is a next level jerk. Here's my top 10 perimeter defenders all time. Number 10, Alvin Robertson. Six-time All-NBA defense, four times on the first team. He won Defensive Player of the Year once. Three times he led the league in steals. Sidney Moncrief. He won the Defensive Player of the Year the first time he was out. He won it two years in a row. Sidney Moncrief would be a lock in the Hall of Fame years ago had it not been for injuries. He was athletic. He could score the basketball, but defensively, he could get into you, take away your shot, take away your drive. Just a talented and fierce competitor. Michael Cooper, eight-time All-NBA, five times on the first team. The great thing about Coop, even though he was real thin, like, I mean, thinner than KD, he was physical. He was aggressive. He got into you. He was athletic. He would challenge you at the rim. Michael Cooper, I think, was the anchor on the Showtime Lakers defense. Number seven, Ron Artest. Strong, physical, aggressive. When he wasn't locking you down, he was also intimidating you. Ron Artest brought an old school physicality to the way he defended you. Four times all NBA defense. He won defensive player of the year in 04. Dennis Rodman. He's number six, nine times all NBA defense, seven times on the first team. He won defensive player of the year twice, 90-91. And, because this is key, it's one thing to get a stop, but the key to great defense is ending a possession. 
So let's not forget that Dennis Rodman also led the league in rebounding seven times. Number five, Kawhi Leonard, five times all NBA defense, three times on the first team. He won defensive player of the year twice. Number four, Kobe Bryant, 12 time all NBA defense, nine time on the first team. I know we talk a lot about Kobe's offensive gifts. We talk about his shooting and scoring ability. I think Kobe had two careers. Number eight was a freak of nature athlete. Slash to the basket, dunk over anybody, blow by anybody, and defensively, he would get into you. He had the quickness to cut off your drive and the toughness and the tenacity to get into you to prevent you from posting him up. Number 24 could play defense. He was a good defender, but he wasn't the defender the number eight was. Kobe Bratt sometimes gets overlooked as a great defender, but he's definitely a top 10. Whether you agree with the placing, he's definitely one of the top 10 perimeter defenders of all time. Number three, Michael Jordan, nine-time All-NBA defense first team. He won Defensive Player of the Year once in 88, and he led the league in steals three times. Jordan might be, if you just broke it down in in, in, in different parts of his careers, no question he was the best defensive player in the NBA, maybe a four or five year period. But on the back end of his career, I thought that he was smarter because of the offensive load that he had to had to maintain. I thought he picked and chose his spots defensively. Still a great defender in his 30s, but he wasn't the defender that he was early on. Number two, the glove, Gary Payton. Nine-time All-NBA defensive first team. Gary Payton was physical. He was aggressive. He played the lanes. Smaller guards, he would just beat up. Bigger guards, he would take away their legs and get into their bodies. He's the one guy, when I saw him guard Michael Jordan, that Jordan struggled efficiency-wise against Gary Payton. That's how great a defender he was at the height of his career. And the number one perimeter player, on my list, never won defensive player of the year. But I think he was the best perimeter defender in NBA history. Scottie Pippen, 10-time All-NBA defense, 8-time on the first team, 6-time NBA champion. Jordan was by far the greater player. It's not even close. And Jordan was a great defender. But Pippen was the anchor. Pippen was the key. Pippen locked down at multiple positions. Scottie Pippen was an elite defender. I think he is the greatest perimeter defender of all time. Since defense seems to be the theme, I'm going to stick with defense. Let me show some respect to the great Will Chamberlain, the great Bill Russell, and other players like George Mikan from the past that I didn't see play, but I recognize their greatness. These are my top 10 rim protectors of all time. My top 10 defensive anchors. Starting at number one with Akeem Olajuwon. Nine-time All-NBA defense. Five-time on the first team. The Dream won Defensive Player of the Year three times. I think what people sleep on about Akeem is you get caught up in the footwork, the offensive skill, the arsenal that he had on that end of the floor, and you forget how dominant a defensive player he was. What made Elijah Wan special was 
He had the quickness to play in space. Long before people started talking about showing and recovering, he excelled at that. That's something that people still look for in centers today, especially in this era. He was that athletic, that quick. He could be beaten on a play, recover, meet you at the rim, and swat your shot. Akeem Olajuwon is my number one. Number two, Ben Wallace. Six-time All-NBA defense, five-time first team. Big Ben, four-time defensive player of the year. Much like Olajuwon, both of them are undersized. Olajuwon played bigger than his size, but he wasn't seven feet tall. He was 6'9", 6'10". Same with Ben Wallace. They both could play in space. Both could show and recover. Both were great from the weak side, and both were elite man-on-man defenders as well. Number three, Dikembe Mutombo. All Deke did, six-time All-NBA defense, three times on the first team. He also won Defensive Player of the Year four times. Mutombo, everybody knows, blocks your shot, the finger wag. Probably the single best attribute was his ability to meet you at the rim. Not to mention he was also an elite rebounder as well. Number four, another athletic big, the Admiral, David Robinson. Robinson, like Olajuwon and Wallace, athletic, quick for his size, the ability to cover a lot of space, the ability to show and recover. The Admiral retired averaging over three blocks per game. He also won the Defensive Player of the Year multiple times. Six-time All-NBA defense. Number four, David Robinson. Eight-time All-NBA defense, four-time on the first team, led the league in blocks in 92, Defensive Player of the Year, and had a block when he retired. Number four, David Robinson. Eight-time All-NBA defense, four times on the first team, one defensive player of the year, retired averaging over three blocks per game. Number five, Alonzo Mourning, two-time All-NBA defense, one defensive player of the year, back-to-back. Number six, Marcus Canby, four-time All-NBA defense, two-time on the first team, one defensive player of the year in 07. Number seven, Mark Eaton. Remember the big guy Mark Eaton from the Jazz? Three-time All-NBA defense, three-time on the first team. He won Defensive Player of the Year from 85 to 89, retired averaging over three and a half blocks per game. Number eight, Tim Duncan. 15-time All-NBA defense, eight-time on the first team. The great thing about Tim Duncan is he wasn't the greatest shot blocker, but he made timely block shots. He always seemed to position himself at the right place at the right time. Maybe the ultimate team defender when you're talking about some of these bigs. Duncan, a lot like the guy coming up at number nine. Both Duncan and Garnett could play in space. The great thing about KG was he could guard a perimeter player. And on the next possession, he could guard your center. Even though he was slight built, he was physical, he was athletic. Great leader, high basketball IQ, and he seemed to always put everybody else on the floor in their right spots defensively. KG was that dude. And at number 10, D12, Dwight Howard. Five-time All-NBA defense, four times on the first team. Don't forget, D12, three-time defensive player of the year. 
in in his prime, at his best, before the injuries, before the trades and all the other things that follow him, Dwight Howard was a legit franchise player, a guy you could build around who could lead a team to an NBA Finals. This is my top 10 rim protectors. What's yours? Before we get out of here, here's the results to our fantasy basketball championship. In the finals, you had Carmelo Anthony versus Larry Bird, Tracy McGrady versus Agent Zero. The final ended up being Tracy McGrady versus Larry Bird. Tracy McGrady beat Larry Bird. I did not vote. This is all on y'all. I still don't know how Larry Bird got to the finals. This is, and I'm not even hating on Larry Bird. There were some weird upsets early on to even make these finals be what they were. But the winner was T-Mac. And I'm not even surprised about that. T-Mac would have been one of my favorites. Remember, we started this off omitting no LeBron, no KD, no Kobe. So we, we, we got rid of certain players, no Jordan, to make this a little bit more interesting. And maybe that's why we had some of the weird upsets that we had. This is for my dude, Corn McKinney. He's a Hawks fan. This is my top 10 Atlanta Hawks of all time. Number 10, Al Horford, three-time All-Star. Number 9, Mookie Blaylock, six-time All-NBA defense. He is still the Hawks' all-time steals leader. Number 7, Kevin Willis is still the all-time Hawks' rebounding leader. Number 6, Dikembe Mutombo. Deke was a four-time All-Star, won Defensive Player of the Year three times while being a member of the Hawks. Number 5, Pistol Pete Maravich. He was a rookie of the year and a two-time All-Star as a Hawk. Number four, Cliff Hagen, some old school dude from back in the day. He was a five-time All-Star and helped the, the Hawks win their only title, the St. Louis Hawks. They won in 1958. Number four, Lenny Wilkins, Hall of Fame coach, five-time All-Star. And number three, Iso Joe, Joe Johnson, six-time All-Star. Number two, Bob Pettit, 11-time All-Star, two-time MVP, and of course, he's in the Hall of Fame. And number one, you know who it is, Dominique Wilkins, the human highlight reel, nine-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, Hawks all-time leading scorer. That's my top 10 Atlanta Hawks. We're going to be back. Hopefully, I'll get H on to do a second show with me this week, but if not, I'll be back myself doing my top 40 players that are 24 and under. Also, we'll do top 10 six men of all time. It's the cipher next time.